Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Michael Moorcroft. Thank you for tuning into the Mage as well, your 101 guide to all things witchcraft and spiritual. Hey Mages, welcome back. This week is all about the fortune teller turned murderess, La Vouzois. The lady I'm going to be speaking about today was highly successful, but succumbed to the temptations of high society. She was determined to climb the social ladder, regardless of the cost. There were stories in circulation about satanic witchcraft and evil twisted magic, though it was thought to be the vivid imaginings of inquisitors to justify and condemn countless people to death. Lavoisois confirmed the church's and society's worst fears and anxieties. Through the use of Lavoisois' deadly poisons and her holding black masses, fear swept through early modern France and rocked the very core of high society. It was the first written mention of such practices, and helped build a fearful stereotype that still persists today. Lavoisois helped build the evil witch trope that many practitioners today still have to face accusations of. My aim is by looking at this isolated case within history is that we can see that desperation can force many to do desperate and depraved things, and that today's practitioners of witchcraft are cut from a different cloth altogether. Before I dive into the story, it's worth mentioning Marie du Brevilliers, an aristocrat who in the late 1660s visited multiple hospitals with poison-laced food to test the strength of that poison on unsuspecting patients, her only motive being for the thrill of it. At her execution of 1676, where she was beheaded and burnt at the stake, Madame de Sauvigné, an aristocrat and a regular execution watcher, because Netflix wasn't a thing then, wrote, Never has Paris seen such crowds of people. Never has the city been so aroused, so intent on the spectacle. The event started whispers in the capital, and it was this case that set the stage for a witch trial like no other. Majors, my sugar pot spell. It's ready. 
We can lift off, and I want your cup to overrunneth. Sugar pot spells are traditionally used to sweeten your life and bring joy. And who doesn't want more of that? I mean, I do. Subscribe to the link in the description, and you can be added. What are you waiting for? There's no time to lose. Guys, I'm doing a tarot competition. To celebrate my last divination episode, I thought I would offer one lucky winner a chance to win a two-hour reading with me. But you've got to be in it to win it. Head over to my Instagram, you'll see the post. It's a tarot picture and there's competition time written over it. I mean, you really can't miss it. How to enter is in the captions and it closes on the 19th of July. So enter and good luck. Born in 1640 as Catherine Dayer, she became a midwife and also gave abortions, which was illegal at the time. She began reading people's faces and hands after her husband's jewellery business failed in an attempt to support her family, which comprised of three children, her mother and her husband. She claimed her powers came from God and started when she was nine. She quickly rose to prominence within Paris with her abilities as a fortune teller and a clairvoyant. It was around this time that she became known as La Voisard, meaning the neighbour. With the help of the occultist and defrocked priest, Etienne Goubert, she came to learn how to conduct black masses. She became an occultic high priestess and went by the moniker, a duchess among witches. Gradually, she started holding black masses where clients could pray to the devil. In some of the masses, women would lie across a table to act as an altar with a bowl placed on them in order to collect the child's blood that was sacrificed above them. Eventually, she attracted the attention of the court of the King of France. Louis XIV. La Vosoir quickly found herself in the centre of what would become known as the Affaire du Poison, a scandal that would come to mark Louis XIV's reign and end up killing countless people, and it became one of the largest witch trials in modern history. She was powerful, and had a vast network of colleagues and assistants at her command. She had multiple lovers, including an executioner, alchemist, architect, magician, and a count, and she was mixing with the richest people in France at the time, she grew to hate her husband so much that she plotted his death with one of her lovers, but she later backed down. Her clients included many within the French aristocracy, and she quickly became very wealthy, and was able to join the upper echelons of the Parisian elite. She had a deep interest in science and alchemy, and financed various private projects and enterprises. It was reported that she spent over 1,500 livres, around £1,360 today, on a crimson cloak embroidered with a golden eagle that she wore in her sessions to add atmosphere. Over time, she realised her customers wanted the same things, someone to fall in love with them, their inheritance, or their spouse's death so they could remarry. Le Vosoir claimed that God's will would be done if he so wished it, but then she started giving advice, telling them to pray to certain saints. Then over time it transformed to selling the magical amulets and various magical services. She also created love powders, which contain bones of toads, teeth of moles, Spanish flies, iron filings, human blood, and mummy remains. Aphrodisiacs and poisons were later added to her inventory. In 1667, Madame de Montespan, one of the king's love interests, hired Lavoisois to conduct a black mass to supposedly make the king fall in love with her. That same year, she became the king's official mistress and would use Lavoisois' services if ever there was any issues within her relationship to the king. Although the king was married to Marie Theresa of Spain, everybody knew Montespan was the real queen, and she became obsessed with Louis. The king's interest in her started to wane much to her horror, 
She upped the ante with Lavoisois, and at one of the Black Masses she received a special potion and aphrodisiac to use on the king. The official mistress to the king was a really difficult title to earn, and even harder to keep. Despite countless rivals, she maintained her position for 12 years, though as time went on and she bore his children, her body changed. She was heartbroken when he had interest in other women, particularly with Angelique de Fortange in 1679. In her fury, she asked Lavoisois to eliminate the competition, as well as the king. Though reluctant at first, she eventually agreed. It was decided she'd deliver a poison petition to be opened by the king himself. Yet on the day she went there, there were too many people petitioning the king, and her plan failed. Things started to turn sour when the king's sister-in-law died, and poison was wrongly suspected. A riot began where people accused witches of taking children for black masses. Priests also came forward and said that a concerning number of people were confessing to using poison to harm people. The arrest of Marie du Brevilliers, the hospital poisoner, a few years prior, alerted the police to the existence of a Parisian underground network of fortune tellers who also sold poisons that they grimly called inheritance powders. Lavoisois' fate was sealed when one of her rivals drunkenly boasted at a party at how much money she was making off the aristocracy for selling inheritance powders. The police were notified, which resulted in history's possibly first undercover sting operation. A policeman's wife purchased poison from the unsuspecting bragger. After she was arrested, she gave Lavoisois' name. Lavoisois was arrested, as well as her colleagues, and her network was dismantled. She confessed to her crimes, and it's unclear of the exact number she killed through her network, but estimates range from 1,000 to 2,500. There's also a debate whether she was tortured or not. Some accounts say she confessed freely, while others say her legs were brutally crushed. Regardless, she confessed to her crimes and refused to reveal her client list. There's debate whether or not it's true, but some have suggested around 2,500 infant corpses were found in her garden, but this is hotly disputed and whether or not they were sacrificial victims or the result of the abortion she performed remains unclear. Lavoisois was sentenced to death for her crimes and was burned at the stake in the Place du Greve in the heart of Paris on February 22, 1680. After her death, her daughter Marguerite made a full confession and revealed her mother's full client list bar the king's mistress Montespan, which rocked Parisian aristocracy. Lavoisois' lover and left-hand man, Adon Lassage, a professional occultist and supposed sorcerer confessed that not only were the black masses attended by the ladies of the royal court, but they also included child sacrifice. It was deemed sensational lies at first, but had to be reconsidered once Francois Felestella, a woman who worked for Le Vosois, confirmed them. Paris was rife with gossip and suspicion as the court cases rolled on for three years. The Affaire de Poison, which Le Vosois was in the centre of, implicated 442 suspects. 367 orders of arrest were issued, of which 218 were carried out. Of the condemned, 36 were executed, 5 were sentenced to the galleys, and 23 to exile. It spawned a comedic play called La Divineres that had 47 performances. King Louis closed the public investigation after his official mistress, Madame de Montespan, was implicated, who at this point had given him seven children and instead imprisoned those accused under a lettre du cachet. Basically, they were letters signed by the king, ordering a judgment that couldn't be appealed, often imprisonment without a trial. It acted as a damage control to keep information from the public and to quell fear. 65 were imprisoned this way, and Madame de Montespan wasn't arrested and lived out the end of her days in a monastery. The way I see it, Lavoisois was a diviner 
who got swept up in the aristocratic frenzy by those who wanted power and to be close to the king. Her craft turned darker in a classic supply and demand. An alcoholic in her private life and enjoying the financial stability from her clients, she lost her moral compass and paid the ultimate price. People turned to her to better their circumstances. Women were treated very much as secondary citizens in France at that time. Husbands held absolute power over their wives, legally, economically and physically. Although adultery was illegal, it carried virtually no penalty for men. Abortions and poisons freed them from the ties and bonds that society had placed on them. But men also turned to her as well. The Duke of Luxembourg, in particular, purchased charms to protect him from battle and to ensure victory so he could impress the king. Louis's court had attracted much attention for its debauchery. The Spanish noble, the Duke of Pastrana, called it a real brothel. Aristocrats spent huge sums of money to keep up appearances despite their incomes shrinking. Reality forever loomed on the horizon. Anne Somerset, author of The Affair of the Poisons, Murder, Infanticide and Satanism at the court of Louis XIV, wrote, The investment required to live at court far outweighed the gains. This excessiveness bred boredom. Popular court activities included palm reading, fortune telling and gambling, while the fear of witchcraft and superstition hid in dark corners. Murder quickly became another form of entertainment as the competition for the king's approval ignited Versailles. The priest who taught her how to do black mass and who was heavily involved in her practice was sentenced to jail and doesn't have half the research on him in comparison to Lavoisois. Was she a monster or was she just a product of her environment? Lavoisois set out to support her family but somehow found herself swept up into the backstabbing affairs of the court. With it came power and wealth beyond her wildest dreams that fed her most basic and primal desires against a backdrop of misogyny, social inequality, and the debauchery of high society. She lost her moral compass, maybe she didn't even have one, and the evilness that she got herself involved in helped build today's stereotype of that of the evil witch, and made the witch into someone who should be feared, avoided, and unwelcome. It was this case that helped put the nail in the coffin for the archetype of the witch, and wrongly to this day, this archetype is still tainted and haunted by whispers of Satanism and pointing fingers. And majors, that's it. That's a wrap for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. My intent with this podcast is to provide guidance and inspiration for those on their spiritual path. I also want to connect you to information that is both useful and reliable. Would you like to support me and encourage me in creating more episodes? With your support, I can give the podcast more time and create more quality content. You can support me through Patreon and gain access to exclusive content and be part of the Majors Well community, as well as being in the communal sugarpot spell. The link is in the episode description. You could also support me by following my Instagram at the Majors Well, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and telling your friends about the show. Please get in touch with anything you'd wish to share at themajorswell at gmail.com and you may just get featured. A big thank you to Coral St. Clair for the podcast artwork and to Cecily Klim for editing. I will leave you with a poem called After He Calls Her a Witch by Susan Ludvigson. And it's worth mentioning that in Renaissance England, Italy and Sicily, it was believed witches could bring death to an enemy by pinning their victim's names to an orange and leaving it in the chimney. When he comes in, late again, the whole house smells wonderful. But he can't quite recognise the scent. The fire is almost out. 
a few ashes flicker in the absent light, and he suddenly recalls his mother holding orange peels over a flame, the singed skin curling back like petals, releasing their fragrance. She did it daily, all one winter, just for the pleasure. He doesn't see one on the hearth, the remains of paper, traces of his name printed in clear black ink. He wonders how his wife knew about sweetening their rooms with oranges, wonders whether it means the air is cleared. She wants to make up. He breathes the evening in, imagining her in bed, waiting for him, forgiveness on her lips, like the taste of oranges. Peace out, witches. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.